We're talking a little bit about the uh, the small gardens, the small space gardens that sometimes we work with, sometimes you have, whether your whole yard is small or whether or not it's just a little small area of your yard. But these small spaces that need our attention, need a little bit of design, need a little bit of work and planning to make make them special areas rather than leftovers. Well, don't you think that uh, it's more challenging in a smaller space or... or- is it? It can be. It can be very, well, yes, it can be very challenging because everything is so critical in a small space. When you're working in small spaces, every leaf is important. Every, you know, you don't look at a, a bank of 40 azaleas. You're looking at maybe one or two azaleas or maybe three. You're looking at one plant on a trellis that's got to really just be done right. So everything is very, very, very specially done so that everything is working out that it's, it's, you don't have many flaws in a small garden. Well, there's there's a lot more garden homes being built or, you know, courtyards. We just finished a courtyard out there in High Meadow Ranch, uh, um, kind of in a front entryway. But mm-hmm. there are a lot of side courtyards where we've added those fountains and, you know, kind of a nice path along the side of the house, not front or backyard, but that side yard. I love small. I love these small courtyards. I really do because we're allowed to usually you've got a smaller area. Area? Area to work on. <laughs> I was thinking of that Huckleberry Hound guy. Anyway, um, get the air gun and yeah. you back up. But, but anyway, the uh, the whole th- the space is small, so that you have such a great impact of everything you you're using there, and the budget goes a lot farther. So you can do more to a small space. Whether you're doing a wall treatment or when you add the fountain, you have a greater impact with a smaller fountain. So you can do some fun things with water. The patio surface itself, if it's a hard surface, is really fun. You can. And you have different... to be careful with like uh, textures, or not just textures, the patterns, I believe, so that they're not so large that you lose them, or right. small. Right. The, the that scale of the busy, paver, right? right? If you're using pavers or you know whatever your patio surface is, you know, you're using smaller areas. You can do some fun things with moon pebbles, where you're setting them in concrete sometimes and developing patterns, or the dwarf mondo grass with different pavers where they're alternating. You can do some fun patterns that way. Have you um, ever done a uh, checkerboard floor in a in a house, or <laughs> someone ever asked you? No, no, not in a house. And but I say that because we, you know. No, but we've done some things kind of like that. If you take a look at, we have in our Mediterranean garden at the office, for example, it's a very small area. It's probably not much bigger than 40 by 40, which is kind of small. It's a little bit larger than that, but it's basically a three-car garage size area. And we've got a raised, we have a little seating wall. There's a double step up that goes to a small area of, of zoysia grass. So you've got this grass terrace, a few big boulders that have been drilled as a fountain. So you've got this beautiful water sound as the water bubbles up over the rock and trickles back down through all the gravel into the reservoir down below. And then we have a beautifully sculpted multi-trunk live oak in the corner, which is growing. Now, it's going to end up getting very large over time, but it's still it's in the right spot where it's got the space it can do that. And the trunk pattern is so wonderful that it really enhances that whole space because it's almost a sculpture in and and of itself right there with the lights that come up on it in the evening. And we also have the pineapple guava over there. And that pineapple guava, if you're thinking about a plant that's great for an intimate scale, the pineapple guava has a flower on it. And they're getting close to being finished flowering. But if you have one, you need to take advantage of this. The flowers have four beautiful little petals that kind of come out and then bend backwards. And they're very, very small, but they are a creamy, 
texture and have a, a slightly sweet taste to them. And you can eat them. They're very creamy and very, very— Throw them in a salad. You can do that. Or Accent you can just kind plates. of pick them and eat, eat them. It's, or uh, people... stand by the tree like Sean does. <laughs> eat all you want. <laughs> I know, but they're wonderful. They they're are. Just... It's and beautiful. The birds like eat them. Flight. The mockingbirds fly in and eat them. I've yeah. noticed that. Uh-huh. That's but it's true. one of those plants that, if you're up close to, they're really, really fun to look at when you're very close. Well, it, you know, it's a shrub that really is a small tree, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So um, we normally buy them as a shrub. That's something that's probably, you know, four, five feet tall. And then you've got one, probably the largest one outside my office window that I've ever seen. It's and huge. I it's... probably will never see one that big again. But Probably not. That is probably it's the beautiful. biggest pineapple guava yeah. I've ever seen, at least in this area. And cleaned it up. It's kind of branching trunks and it's it's awesome it's probably 15 feet wide you think now we even did something different on the uh, fence which i think there's a neighbor that has a fence there and you know sometimes people are worried about the fence and how it looks but because we're trying to get this more of a mediterranean effect we have the bad side or the back side of the fence facing us we simply put a couple pieces of plywood up nailed to the back side of the fence and then you know it's it's exterior plywood and then actually painted it with a uh, beige paint that we, you know that texturizing stuff you can put right. in paint and you're supposed to put it one bag per gallon? Well, I put in about four bags in a gallon. So it came out much like more stucco. like a stucco. <laughs> yeah, and I actually stucco swathed this whole thing. And then we put a little bit of trim board up on top so it looks like a stucco wall. We put in the Italian cypress trees back there. We have a little climbing rose over this archway. And we've taken a very, very small space and you feel like that you're on some Tuscan hillside terraced resort. It, it's really amazing what a tiny space, how all these textures coming together, how you can pick up that whole flavor or ambiance of this this uh, this Tuscan terraced hillside area. The grass is wonderful. It's so it, the grass is almost this this the grass almost takes the place of a swimming pool. It is so beautifully deep dark green. That zoysia grass, it it has such a fine texture. People come by and they just want to sit in that grass. Everybody wants that, yeah. And we also have, which made me think about this when you first started about the checkerboard squares, we have very, very oh, large... Oh, back to why we were talking. <laughs> very large, large <laughs> pavers. It's a particular large tumbled paver, and they're slightly different shades, but they are kind of almost a checkerboard pattern. And then they fade out where we plant the dwarf mondo grass in between them. So the whole area works so well. It's so small, we could do so much with it. And then you've got the, and we mentioned that one rock. It's a incredibly beautiful, huge boulder that we've drilled through three different places where the water comes bubbling up across that. It wouldn't work if you're trying to get a, ma- a major water feature in a huge yard, but because it's a small area, this rock just becomes an incredible focal point. So it happens anyway. to be a water feature. Yeah. So, but you know, small spaces are um, they're my favorite, and I think if it's a in addition to your home, and you are in a garden home, or it's that courtyard, it gives you that outdoor living. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes you worry about it, you know it being full sun or or shade. Maybe it's all shade because right the walls, right, and, right? Depending on how your house sits in the sun direction where north is, but that that can be a challenge because if you're bringing plants in. Um, and you're thinking, wow, how am I going to color out here? It's all shade or boy, I need to get, you know, some relief out here because it's all sun. What are some things that we could do to bring in really just, um, to get some relief from the sun out in a courtyard or a small space? The strange thing is it really helps to have the right kind of shade because you don't want to have the kind of shade that gives you 100% blockage because if you're in a small courtyard that has tall buildings, you only have sun for a few hours at intense sun. 
So you probably want to have a type of plant which is going to give you that filtered sun rather than something which is going to block it out altogether. So if you do have, it's important to keep the trees pruned and thinned out, like our, that live oak I was talking about. We keep that very, very heavily pruned. I don't mean short pruned, but thinned out pruned. So you can see the branches, but it's a beautiful tree that way. Crate myrtles can give you a very light shade. And crate myrtles work well in tiny places because they're much more upright rather than spreading. So that's a nice plant. River birch gives you a very light shade. So if you're trying to get a little bit of break from the sun, but you don't want to completely block it out, a river birch will give you that filtered sun that comes through. I think an advantage of a courtyard outside and really trying to save the space for you know more patio or more additional seating or, or using that exterior wall as a like an interior wall where you're doing your fountain or something mm-hmm. on there. Putting that tree on the outside, though, right? And having it canopy over. If you can just convince the neighbors to let you do that. Well, it depends on where this wall <laughs> is, of course. But getting that that shade on in a courtyard right. from outside that wall. That's a do good you know idea. we um, we have a uh, a client that we did a lot of work for, and she went back and inside of her courtyard, it's a very very tiny courtyard home. She planted three espaliered apples, and the the espaliers where you train a plant to grow up on a wall. So, you know, it's a tip, typically it's a tree, but uh-huh. you, it's been trained to grow very flat up against the wall. And she said she was getting 27 bushels of apples off these three plants. That's crazy. So you that's can crazy. get some fun things. We just put in recently well, those espaliers. seven bushels of plant. <laughs> yeah, we just recently put in those. Um, we have Meyer lemons. Meyer lemons. We put two, and um, I'm hoping they get enough sun over there. I really do think they are. I've planted them in a very narrow bed, which, you know, there's some challenges that we're doing. They look like they're pretty successful. They've got fruit set on them already, and, and so we're really happy about that.